In this series, we will be discussing specific examples of design techniques that can make a positive difference for people living with certain human conditions. The more a designer understands the client and or the community, the more effective and respectful the design will be. Hi, and welcome to Inclusive Designers Podcast. I'm your host, Janet Roach. And I'm your moderator, Carolyn Robbins. Since this is a first of our series, we'd like to take a few minutes to tell you the who, what, and why of this podcast, as in who we are, what we hope this podcast will accomplish, and why we feel it's worth a listen. I think we should start with a little bit about you as our host, Janet, since you are the expert in this duo. If you must. (laughs) I must. So in the beginning, you were born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, we don't have to go back that far. (laughs) All right, so skipping forward a few years, how about you have a Bachelor of Science in Social Work from Boston University, Yeah. a Certificate of Business and Management from the Harvard University Extension School. Mm -hmm. You ran a business for your own media production company, and then you went back to school to get your Master's in Design for Human Health from the Boston Architectural College, also known as the BAC. So tell us a little bit about what came next after that. With two decades of experience in media and design, I wanted to do something more meaningful in my field. My graduate work in the Design for Human Health program brought together the psychological, biological, and sociological aspects of design that I am very passionate about. I specialize in designing environments for those with certain human conditions, such as aging in place, autism, Alzheimer's, cognitive disabilities, PTSD, paraplegia, just to name a few. I think my original training in social work makes me uniquely qualified to do just this. So starting my own company, Janet Roach Designs, allowed me to combine my love of design, helping others, and business. I truly believe that evidence-based design solutions can make great improvements for many human conditions. So along with your own projects, you're also currently an adjunct instructor at the Boston Architectural College, BAC. Um, Tell me about teaching. Well, I really enjoy teaching. I enjoy the give and take between the student and the instructor and and the ideas that are formulated um, through uh, conversation and the love of design. Um, It's sort of a little bit about what we're trying to do here with the podcast. Currently, for example, uh, we have been examining circadian lighting and, and health within a senior living facility located in Denham, Massachusetts, and it's associated with Harvard Medical and the Institute for Aging. We are currently actually going to Neocon to go and present these findings. I'm bringing both students and an additional adjunct instructor from the BAC. That's really cool, and we'll get back to that in a second um, about Neocon. But as for credentials, let me say that you are Allied ASID, Affiliate EDAC, and CAPS certified. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to explain what CAPS is? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's Certified Aging in Place Specialist. Then let's get back to the fact that you're also a valued speaker at conferences like the Healthcare Experience Design, HXD, by MADPOW and also the Neocon in Chicago that you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. What's it like to go to conferences like these? 
speaking at these conferences is such an honor and 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 let's just face it it's it's terrifically cool to go and speak in front of a bunch of your peers and and depart information as well as receive information and I just enjoy that process so much and again that's sort of why we're trying to do this inclusive designers podcast and then from the very beginning the response has been that's an incredible idea because there's not a lot of information out there and maybe this is a way to start collecting that information and creating some sort of information hub if you will through podcasting the folks at the conferences have been very encouraging absolutely and you know and and anybody that I'm actually meeting and I told I told that I was going to try to do this podcast so I really feel like it's something that kind of needs to happen and will be something that will be worthwhile for the design community so with this podcast I I feel like that we're trying to collect as many designers who have the same kind of passion perhaps maybe within their own field but that they are also maybe have done something slightly unique that we haven't examined before and so you're bringing in experts from the field equally interested in sharing their thoughts and experience in inclusive design yes so moving on from the conferences then let's just and the podcast and that everyone's interested in being involved in it. Um, why don't we take a step back and say just what is inclusive design and why you and the other experts are excited to share their stories in this podcast forum? Well, in this series, we will be discussing how design can make a positive impact for people living with certain conditions. Like, it really runs the gamut. Anything from from autism to paraplegia and everything in between, which also includes things like obesity and um, uh, dwarfism and uh, uh, trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder. And it really just kind of runs the gamut. It's about health and wellness and it's about designers sharing that information. And it, it seems like there's a lot of advancements every day, everything is kind of a new field and and discovering new things correct and I think that for us as designers we have a unique opportunity to start sharing this information and sharing it in a way that is not only using evidence-based design but is also um, through anecdotes that they that we as designers are able to really kind of see the impact uh, that great design for these particular types of human conditions and how it can change lives. And we'll be talking to some people who have, in a sense, case studies, but that are more general for these types of conditions. Correct. The sharing and giving of information within Inclusive Designers podcast, I think would be invaluable both to the listener who might be a designer who also might be somebody who has somebody in their home who, say, has autism. But meanwhile, though, we also have somebody who is trying to age in place. Multi-generational homes end up with very unique situations. Um, And we hope to address certain things like that so that people can also create 
designs within, say, their own homes. It doesn't have to be residential. It doesn't have to be purely um, institutional, but it can be in somebody's home. And so somebody might be able enough to recognize, oh, hey, I have somebody who is developmentally disabled, and I also have um, arthritis, kind of a common common human condition that now is something that needs to be addressed and how do we address that within the built environment so you brought up a good point that this is a podcast not only for other designers but maybe for uh, obviously students coming into the field could be interested yep and um, a third audience would be someone who within their family has or themselves themselves. have a condition that could benefit um, I guess that brings me to my role here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here mostly to make sure the conversations make sense to both those in the know in this relatively new field and those like me who are not. Because we do realize the listeners may not include be, all be inclusive designers or students, um, but folks who have an interest in specific topics such as family members. And caregivers. And caregivers, Absolutely. So occasionally, as the non-designer in the field here, I'm going to pipe in with questions as needed. For example, recently we had a conversation, and the term FF&E popped up. And I was the first one to say, okay, I have no idea. So please explain what FF&E meant or means. And the answer is (laughs) fixtures, furniture, and equipment. Which makes perfect sense to what was being discussed. Once you know it, it makes sense. So part of my job is to make sure that things like that are defined and clarified for all of us. And as the moderator, that's what I do. That, and make sure I don't curse on air. (laughs) That is also my job, too. (laughs) So that seems to be a good overview of who we are what we're doing, Mm -hmm. and why we think this is important to make this particular podcast available to anyone with an interest in this type of work Mm -hmm. being done. And in the upcoming episodes, our forum will include inclusive design discussions on topics such as these. The benefits of circadian lighting, how it affects our health, and why employing certain design decisions can help improve it. Improved light levels and full spectrum sources, especially in healthcare, is, is very important. If we have proper light exposure, then we keep um, our master clock, as it were, like the atomic clock of our body, um, on time and running all the other rhythms of our body healthfully. And that in turn is connected to um, your mental health, your um, physical activity, um, it even down the road has been connected to your odds of getting cancer and a lot of other illnesses. So it's connected to your immune system and your mental health, which is connected to everything. That was Catherine Lescoat of Lamp Partners in Cambridge, Massachusetts, discussing the benefits of lighting and how it affects your circadian system. Using trauma-informed design, we will discuss features being implemented in a center for children of abuse in order to reduce their stress. There's not just an immediate transferable set of evidence for abuse intervention centers. So I borrowed from 
very closely related um, fields. As much as, as possible, I, I based all the design recommendations on, on evidence. Um, and it takes, it takes a bit of time, but uh, I'm so fortunate that the team who hired me w wanted to make sure that that was, um, that was in place and understood and appreciated from the beginning. So having an, an evidence-based wellness designer at the helm was, was something that was a priority for them. And it was just a match made in heaven. So it's, uh, I'm happy I can I share their, their um, successes on your podcast. It's fantastic. From our interview with Dr. J. Davis Hart, a paradigm design, an expert on the importance of using evidence-based design when creating spaces and getting your clients on the same page. How evidence-based design can help with behavioral issues, using a case study of how it was used to solve a problem in a group home. When we looked at the biological, uh, sociological, and psychological factors, so that was based on the different conditions because, you know, that changes how you interact with the world. It changes how you perceive things. Um, we definitely spent a lot of time up front trying to gather all of that information and then sort it out and try to see where those themes and those common points were. Really investing in what's important to that person, what makes what makes it home for them, and building on that so that each room then had a very different feel. So those, those elements that made it theirs were really important and, and it did impact people's behavior. That was Adrian Erdman, a Principal Human Factors Engineer at Cambridge Consultants, and Mary Jo Cooper, Vice President of Long-Term Support Services at Bay Cove Human Services, discussing the importance of examining the biological, psychological, and sociological factors when designing for the human condition and how it impacts lives. And we have a long list of human conditions within the built environment we want to cover, and guess we are excited to talk to and their stories and experiences, we can't wait for them to share. If you have any questions or have suggestions for future topics you'd like us to cover, shoot us an email, info at inclusivedesigners.com. For more information on design and research we cover, please check out our webpage at inclusivedesigners.com. And in case you didn't get it, that's inclusivedesigners.com. We hope you enjoy our Inclusive Designers podcast forum, and we look forward to your feedback, too. Yes, we do. Thanks again for listening. Until our next podcast episode, stay well and stay well-informed. Thanks for listening. Yes, thanks again. Thanks again.